This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different this week because I'm experimenting with some ways to improve viewership and retention on these wrap-up videos, and that involves making them shorter. So you might have seen this video running just a bit shorter than usual, but what we're going to be doing is kind of splitting it off into two different productions. We're going to have the wrap-up where we cover a topic, and then we're going to have a separate video later in the week that's going to be focused on viewer Q&A, and we're going to do this for a month and see how it does, and then we'll make adjustments as we go. So a shorter wrap-up today, but still action-packed, so let's get to it. And before we begin, I want to thank all the folks who contributed to the channel this week. Uh, For Super Chats, we had Rick Vestudo, who made a gold-level contribution. You'll see him uh, getting shouted out when we roll over the credits next month. Uh, We have Asti Fu, T-Dub116, and David Yablonski. All of them gave via Super Chat during one of our live streams. And then we have a bunch of new supporters to thank this week, too. Uh, Eli Z, McCurley, Mark Rayburn, Hakurasan, Bernardo Anderson, and Anthony Regis all contributed via the YouTube membership program. And David Fullerton contributed via Patreon. And if you would like to support the channel, you can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution or sign up to the YouTube membership program right down below. I want to thank everyone who contributed to the channel this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and everyone who watches as well because all of those things, of course, equal channel growth. So let's take a quick look at the week in review. We had not one but five live streams, over 10 hours of streaming this past week. Uh, You can check those all out on the link that you see on screen if you want something running in the background. Uh, We also unboxed on the Extras channel a new VivoBook 15 from Asus that they let us borrow for a little bit. Uh, This is one of three Ryzen-based laptops I just got in. And I think next week we're going to have the Ryzen Laptop Week where we look at all of them individually and maybe I'll roll them up into some kind of summary video as well. Uh, Very nicely performing machines, all very inexpensive, well below 500 bucks on all of them. And they all just started springing up on Amazon over the last two weeks. So if you're looking for a really good low-cost laptop, uh, a Ryzen 5 uh, device might do really well for you. And again, you can check out uh, some of the deals on Amazon right now. Uh, we also did a mini review of a Kanka hard travel case for the Oculus Quest, and you can see all of those on the Extras channel. On the main channel, we've got three different reviews that we did. We reviewed my Lenovo Legion Y740 gaming laptop. That one had some really good discussion. Uh, we had the Power A Fusion wired fight pad for the Xbox One and PC. Uh, and we looked at how to manage multiple Nintendo Switch consoles yesterday. It is a mess. I bought my wife a, 
uh, Switch Lite in the hopes that I could have her play some of my digital games. She can, but it's complicated. You can check out everything that I'm dealing with in the video you see there, and we'll have everything linked down below in the master playlist. Now, this week's topic is all about ownership because we've been talking about digital software. We covered that in our Nintendo Switch video this week and how sometimes it can be very difficult to uh, own something over a long period of time when it's delivered digitally. But we're also seeing trends now on the hardware side where companies can just decide to make your product no longer work. And this is something that Sonos attempted to do. And you can read more about it in this article on Wired. All of this just transpired over the last couple of days. Now, here's the deal. Sonos makes these really nice wireless speaker systems, and they've been making them, I think, since 2005 and 2006. Uh, So you've been able to plug your iPod into them and get music throughout your house. And, of course, as Bluetooth and other technologies developed, you could do all of that wirelessly to the system as well. And the older Sonos speakers, even the ones going back to 2006, have been able to work in a system that also included newer Sonos speakers as well, uh, which is why I think people have been very happy with the brand. You can buy something new, yet integrate it with your older products as well. But all of that changed about two or three weeks ago when Sonos decided that the older speakers will no longer be supported. And they posted up a blog post here announcing that in May of 2020, some of their oldest products will no longer receive software updates or new features. And in addition to that, if you had older products paired up with newer products in your home, the newer products wouldn't get any software updates either until you got rid of the old stuff. And what they wanted to do to uh, incentivize customers to accelerate their removal of the old equipment uh, was a 30% trade-in offer towards a newer Sonos speaker, even though the old ones were still working perfectly fine. And if the customer took the offer, Sonos would disable the speaker remotely. It would be a brick, and they encourage people to recycle the speakers. Now, Sonos said they were going to stop support on older products, including some that launched in 2006 and a few others that launched about a decade ago. But of note, uh, their Connect Amp was being sold up until about 2015. So although this thing is old, it was still being sold up until relatively recently. And if you own speakers, like most of us do, you know that they tend to last a really long time. And certainly I think somebody who spent the money to invest in a high-end Sonos system back in 2015 would not be pleased with this announcement, given that it was a very recent and in some cases expensive purchase for them. Uh, Also of interest here was the fact that they acknowledged that 92% of the products they've ever shipped are still in use today. And if they had thought about this as they were writing it, uh, I think they could have predicted the backlash that would come at them uh, by offering customers a relatively small discount to brick their existing devices. 92%, that is crazy. And clearly people, if they're using products for that long of a period of time, really liked the brand, and this was a real brand-killing, jug-headed move to make uh, by making this particular announcement. Now, after a huge backlash, the Sono CEO made a bit of a mea culpa. It, of course, started with the new corporate speak for when you get things wrong. They said, we did not get this right from the start. My apologies, and I wanted to assure you on the path forward. The problem is, is that they're not veering too far off the path that Uh, really enraged their customers. So I think there's still a lot of damage they're doing out here. 
Uh, what's clear in the memo here is that in May, they are still going to end software updates for legacy products. He's trying to assure people that they're not going to brick these things, they're not going to put them into obsolescence, and they're not taking them away. Uh, however, what they are going to do is require customers to split their system so that the modern products will work together and then the legacy products will work together, but the two are not going to be working in tandem. So right now, if you've got old legacy Sonos stuff with your newer Sonos stuff, it all works together. But from what they're saying here, uh, it's going to be splitting things off into two different systems. And if you've got Sonos speakers throughout the house, some new and some old, the old ones apparently won't be playing what the new ones are. And that, of course, is not really going to rectify this issue for customers. So we'll have to see exactly what the details of this plan are. Uh, but clearly, there's a lot of upset people there who made investments into this brand, were so happy with the brand that they stuck with it for 15 years. And it looks as though the 30% they were offering to brick their existing products wasn't enough. And uh, I don't know how they're going to dig themselves out of this hole short of keeping things working the way they are. There was probably better ways to do this, and unfortunately, they fell short. Now, in related news, right around the same time, uh, Google announced that Chromebooks from this year onwards uh, will now get eight years of updates. We've been talking a lot about Chromebooks here on the channel and the fact that they generally only get updated for six and a half years from the time that they're developed. Not the time that you buy it, just like the Sonos thing, but the time in which the hardware is released. And what's happening out there is that people are buying Chromebooks maybe two or three years into their lifespan and suddenly realizing that that Chromebook's gonna be essentially not bricked, but not getting security updates after three years maybe. And that's certainly not acceptable. So it looks like Google's moving things forward a little bit here but still, it's not ideal. We've got products that will work just fine after eight years. I've got MacBooks that are working at close to 10 years now. And this is the reality of buying things in the year 2020, apparently. Your hardware, which is working just fine, will stop getting updated. And what really concerns me here about these products that come with expiration dates is that uh, the companies that make them can just wash their hands of any responsibility of what happens after the fact. And so in the case of an IoT product or a Sonos speaker or even a Chromebook, uh, if you're past that support period and some huge exploit gets discovered, the companies aren't going to patch them unless they get a lot of pressure. And the reality is that you could have a light bulb from a company that went out of business. It's sitting in your home. It's a little server. And once somebody gets in there, they can wreak havoc on your network, steal your personal financial data, and perhaps even create an international security incident if it's in the home of an important person, for example. This is really dangerous stuff. And as we enter into a new decade where a lot of these products are going to be hitting that end of life period, we're going to be seeing a lot more of these incidents occurring because there's just no way to patch this stuff short of throwing it out. And I don't think many consumers are going to be taking an inventory of when each light bulb got a, an update. And I think it's something that we're going to have to really look at as the decade progresses here. Now, consumers in the 21st century also have to contend with companies that can change hardware features on the fly and perhaps even do a little bait and switch. And a great example of the bait and switch was something that Canary did with their security cameras a few years back. I bought one of these cameras and reviewed it. I thought it was very robust and had a nice feature set. Uh, it wasn't inexpensive. I think those cameras sold for about two or 300 bucks when they first came out. 
And then as time went on, Canary decided it was costing them too much money to offer all of these features. And they actually disabled features and required customers to pay a subscription fee to get them back. Then we've got stuff like the Ring camera where you buy it again at a pretty uh, high price and then after three months or so when the trial period ends, you lose features unless you keep sending the company money. And this is the kind of stuff, again, uh, that we're contending with here in the 21st century. And then another thing happened last week, which was that uh, Electronic Arts, who had a license to publish a couple of Tetris games, namely Tetris Blitz, which was a free-to-play game, along with, I think it was called Tetris Premium, which was an app that you could buy for a buck or two. Uh, What's happened here is that they lost the license with the Tetris company, who owns all the intellectual property rights to Tetris, and now anyone who has this game will not be able to play it after April 21st of 2020, uh, even if you paid for it, even if you bought the gems and all the other garbage that they sell you in the free-to-play app, the game will simply not work even if you have it installed on your phone. They're just going to remotely kill it uh, for all of their paying customers. So there you go. Just another example of how even uh, the games you buy can be revoked from you at any point with no refund. So as we enter into this decade of expiration, I would love to know what you think. Obviously, there is some cost and challenges to supporting products over a long period of time. But in the case of Sonos, do they have an obligation to continue supporting products given how many are still in use? I would love to hear what you have to say about this down in the comments below, including people that agree with what Sonos did, if there are any. Uh, Let's be nice to every opinion that we get down there. Uh, Now, this week on the channel, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We might have a couple of phones, too. Uh, I got in the Moto One Action, and we're still kind of putting it through its paces, but this is another lower-cost smartphone, and I love looking at phones that are affordable and feature-rich, and this one feels pretty nice. We'll have a little bit more on that. Uh, We'll probably have a video on an extension cable, a USB extension cable, uh, that works really well with the Oculus Quest. I've got about 20 feet of cable now coming over to my Oculus Quest when I'm using it in PC link mode. And I am loving the Quest, and I know some of you are too, so we'll have another little update on that. I also got in this crazy phone from Unihertz, uh, which looks like a BlackBerry but is much larger, so we'll have a full review of this one. Uh, And we'll have my monthly sponsored video from Plex where we talk about HEVC encoding for transcoding operations. I think you'll find that very interesting. Now, if you want to get notified every time we do a live stream or upload something, definitely click on the bell to get that notification. Uh, Don't forget, we've got a lot of other channels here that you can check out, including uh, my Amazon page at lon.tv slash Amazon shop, where you can find the live streams as well, and you can sign up to follow me there. I think they'll notify you uh, when we do go live on Amazon. Uh, We have a lot of different ways to engage with the channel. I would definitely say to check out my Facebook group where we are growing by leaps and bounds. I think we're almost to 800 members now. So sign up there. Let's have a discussion. A lot of the questions from there you'll find in our Q&A videos coming up. So definitely check that out. And of course, we've got my store at lon.tv slash store where we sell previously reviewed items at lower than new prices. You may want to check that out. I've also got a couple of used laptops up there. Uh, We're going to have two of those Ryzen laptops for sale on there once we're done reviewing them as well. And if you want to get notified every time we add something to the store, you can go to lon.tv slash store alert, and I'll send out an email every time we add something so you don't miss out. 
And that is going to do it for this shortened weekly wrap-up. I would love to hear your thoughts on the new format, if this works for you. And then we're going to be experimenting with the Q&A format a little bit later this week. Uh, So bear with me as we try to figure out what works, but I'm always trying to make it work best for viewers. And I think something shorter and breaking things into different videos might be the way to do that. Let me know your comments down in the comment thread below. And if it doesn't work, we'll go back to doing it the old way. So don't worry, I am uh, not going to go in the wrong direction. We're going to go in the growth direction. And that's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters including Gold Level supporters, the Four Guys with Quarters podcast, Tom Albrecht, Rajesh, Logic GR, and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.